Good morning, and welcome to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas with offices of Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. Good morning. Good morning, Gina. How are you? Good. I'm Gina Birch, and this morning we're going to be giving you some really great ideas and, and insights into ways to turn back the clock a little bit, the hands of time, and, and make you look younger. And one of the first things that we notice when we look at somebody's face in aging are the... Eyes. Exactly. Yes. I mean, I look into, I'm look i looking at your eyes right now. I'm right. not looking at your, your lips and how full they are or any lines around anywhere else, but we're looking at each other's eyes. So that's where you kind of can tell you've got wisdom. <laughs> and is the wisdom because of the crow's feet <laughs> or is the wisdom because it's just exuding something from your soul? I mean, now, you know, so, so uh, that's, that's a, that's another, that's a question, I guess, for an, another time when we talk about what's exuding from your soul, Dr. Flaherty. <laughs> but, uh, in the meantime, that is a sign that people look at when it comes to aging. Well, yeah. I mean, in addition to the conversation we're having, we're reading each other's eyes mm-hmm. and communicating non-verbally by just seeing, you mm-hmm. know, you're alert, you're very present, we're engaged in this conversation. So, um, you know, for better or for worse, you know, the anatomy of the eyes and the aging changes of the eyes can affect the way people perceive you and communicate with you, you know. Certainly. Um, and if you can't see the eyes... Because your lids are heavy, right? That's a that's a whole other different thing. Because we all know people that I have a friend who has these beautiful, beautiful eyes, but I can't see them because over the course of time they become so heavy, and um, they have vision problems, and they're afraid to do any surgery on their lids because they're afraid it's going to affect their vision in a negative way because they already have problems seeing. It's right. like a, a cat chasing its tail, right? Yeah, sometimes that happens. If people have problems with vision, then they don't want anything done anywhere near the eyes, even mm-hmm. though eyelid surgery is very safe and you know, it doesn't, doesn't affect vision in a negative way, actually in a positive way. But I think you know when we get aging changes of the eyes, heaviness of the upper eyelids or drooping of the brow or a combination of the two or frown line between our brows, you know, those can make us look tired or sad or angry, all, you know, emotions that aren't necessarily helpful to us, mm-hmm. you know, in most situations, I right. should say. I mean, they can, could potentially be, but, um, and, you know, if you're communicating again with somebody perhaps that you don't know, um, you think of somebody older who's got heavy eyelids and a frown and you think, well, they look like a crotchety old person, mm-hmm. right? Or an angry mm-hmm. person. Um, and even patients who I know who have those problems that we fix for them, you know, it's still when you look at the photos, you say, oh, well, they were really angry or, um, you know, sad or tired preoperatively. And now they look bright and alert. So it can have unintended consequences. Doesn't that go back to the title of the show, Look and Feel Your Best? Yeah. Because if you look in the mirror and you look tired or you, you see these things, it, 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 it does affect your psyche in a way and it affects how you act. If you know people are responding to you because you look tired and you look in the mirror and you look tired or you look angry i think some of we we start to act that way in a bit yeah right? yeah you know that that's really interesting there's the two effects one is you know how you look in the mirror to yourself which i hear all the time from patients it's like what i see in the mirror doesn't match the way i feel i'm working right. out all the time and i look in the mirror and it's like oh there's my mother there or my father <laughs> there right? what are they doing in yeah. the mirror <laughs> um, but also how other people perceive you um, and you know a great example of that is that um, 
study they did with Botox that determined that Botox between your frown, you know, between your eyebrows reduced uh, the incidence of depression. You know, mm. people that would, you know, a group of people, some who had dep- uh, depression and had that done or you were used it as a treatment for depression got relief from that. That's a very interesting finding um, that raises a number of additional questions. Why would that be? Well, mm-hmm. if you take away a frown line, you no longer look angry. So two things could be happening. One, you look in the mirror and you look better to yourself. That makes you feel better. Right. Or the one that I think is probably even more likely, when you see other people, they don't see this frown coming at them. I mean, you know how that is. If you see somebody that looks angry, even if it's some stranger on the street. My guard automatically goes up. Right. And you steer steer clear, right? You kind of give them a little more room to get by, right? You don't Mm -hmm. want to brush by them and have them yell at you, right? (laughs) So, you know, everybody's kind of insulated. So. That can't be good for your own internal psyche if people are like avoiding you and looking away from you and getting distance from you. Um, And I think that's the more likely explanation for that is that if you look angry, people just don't want to interact with Mm -hmm. you. And that in turn makes you feel not, you know, not not great, you know. And as you said, a little isolated. Right, right. So... um, you know, that's a, a great entry a segue to eyelids because eyelids are, um, you know, front and center in our face as we discussed. And as we're talking here, we're, you know, across the table from each other mm-hmm. so we can look at each other's can eyes. Can you still see mine? I can still see Do I need see surgery no, yet? you still look good. <laughs> and I don't know what you were saying about facial wrinkles because neither of us have no. any of those. <laughs> Thanks to Britain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Britain is uh, one of your premier injectors here at the Azul Cosmetics Surgery. <laughs> medical spa yeah. i love the i love the image of her chasing you around the office with a with a, a syringe of botox <laughs> come here you're getting some you're getting some wrinkles yeah. <laughs> i know that's not exactly what she does but i kind of like to it's, envision it's, it's, that it's not too it's pretty yeah. close to that <laughs> <laughs> um so um and then eyelids you know uh, it's the thinnest skin on the face, um, the, you know, the eyelid skin. And it's a very, you know, eyelids are a very fascinating, delicate structure that's responsible for protecting our eye and lubricating our eye. And, you know, with each blink renders sort of this um, smooth surface that allows us to see clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a very important function for vision. But that thin skin and the very delicate anatomy, you know, it cause, um, is prone to stretching and aging and the things that we see um, with the stretching uh, redundant skin of the upper eyelid that can create, you know, uh, extra folds or wrinkles, um, smile lines from squinting in the sun, um, you know, extra skin from rubbing our eyes if we have allergies or just happen to be an eye rubber or wrinkles in the upper and lower lids. And all these sort of changes can make us look, uh, as we talked about, uh, maybe more tired um, or a little more aged. When we talk about Botox, because you, you mentioned that and how it gets rid of some of the wrinkles, the eyelids, the lids and the re- redundancy, we're going to get to in a minute. But let's start with the uh, less invasive uh, and the Botox. You just mentioned how thin the skin is and it's around the eyes and our face. And there are a lot of people who still are afraid of putting Botox uh, in their forehead around their eyes because of those two things we just mentioned. You know, got thin skin. It's really close to you know my vision, my brain. It's yeah. What's it going to do? So understanding Botox is a key to understanding how you know how it works and and why it's safe. Um, Botox is just a protein. 
It's called a neurotoxin that makes people scared. Uh, but basically what it does is it's a protein that blocks the conduction between the nerve and the muscle. And so if you inject a little bit of Botox into one of the muscles, let's say between your eyebrows, um, the corrugator or procerus muscle that are responsible for pulling your brows together and down. So it can give us um, you know, a heavier brow or a crease between our brows. That'll diffuse into that muscle and it'll relax the muscle by blocking the conduction between the nerve and the muscle so that the muscle will relax. And the muscle is what creates the crease and also creates some certain movement of the skin. So your brow will be lifted and the crease will soften. Um, and those are both really beneficial effects. So that's why it's the most common area we use mm-hmm. um, Botox. But Really, uh, you're putting the Botox in in very small amounts, and it's going to stay in in and around that muscle. It will diffuse. If you put too much in or uh, put it, you know, in the wrong area, it can diffuse. Um, you know, the n- potential negative effects around your eye would be if it diffused down into the eyelid and weakened the eyelid muscle, the levator muscle, which is responsible for lifting the eye, could end up giving you a droopy eyelid, and that's. That can happen with Botox. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do enough of it, you're going to see the, that happen occasionally. That's temporary. It will go away. But it's obviously, if you're treating somebody for a cosmetic problem and you end up with a droopy eyelid, that's a, a you know a big negative for a few months until it goes away. Um, but you know, the, so you know, the facial anatomy is so delicate, and there's hundreds of little muscles and. Um, they're all very thin and delicate, so the placement of Botox becomes extremely important. And again, that's why experience counts with this. You know how much right. you use and where you use it becomes very important. You know that's just that's just one of the injectables that we can do around the eyes to make them look uh, younger and, and get rid of. We've got, as you said, uh, the muscles there. There are two types: they're static and dynamic. So the Botox helps with the dynamic, the movement. Mm-hmm. Right. But, well, yeah, with the wrinkles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the dynamic uh, creases are creases that are formed when your face is moving. So if you lift your forehead, like in a surprise look, you get horizontal lines on your forehead. And if you frown, you can get vertical lines between your brows. And that's how they start when you're young. The skin has this plumpness and um, you know elasticity so that when you relax, everything is smooth. But as we age, um, you start to lose fat. The skin starts to age. Um, and those creases start to get a little deeper to the point where they won't go away when you are not moving. They actually will still be visible. And uh, that's when Botox can really help, when you start to get those lines that are visible all the time. You know, these muscles aren't really either on or off. There's always some degree of muscle activity within a muscle belly. Um, you know, it, it's, it can be revved up or revved down. Uh, when you add Botox, you're really relaxing the muscle, and that will smooth out the creases, um, you know, almost always in these cases, especially for, you know, frown lines, forehead lines, or crow's mm-hmm. feet, the upper part of the face. And then you repeat that, ideally, when you're just starting, every three to four months, and then then you can extend it longer. Is that how that works again? Yeah, yeah. you know, in my mind, the way this works is, if let's say you have a deep frown line between your eyebrows, and I've seen, you know, really deep frown lines over 
over the years mm-hmm. I've done it. I mean, I've had people come in where I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. We probably won't be able to fix that. And yet we've been able to fix it. And the reason is, is now, in addition to Botox, to relax that muscle, you can also put fillers in. So some people get really, really deep creases. You put the Botox in, that relaxes the muscle. And then you put the filler in, which actually physically um, effaces that crease. Then, then it'll go away, you know. And sometimes that requires a couple of treatments to get it to go completely away. But once you get it to go away, then it's not likely to come back as long as you maintain the Botox. But the other part, and I'm thinking one particular guy I treated who had a very deep crease there, and it took us maybe two, three treatments, and we got it to go away. And he comes in, you know, once or twice a year for Botox, but I've never had to put filler in that crease again. And it was a crease that was so deep, we didn't even think we could Mm. get get rid of it. And I think the thing that happens there is that um, when you block a muscle with Botox, that muscle is going to weaken because it's not being used. Just like if you put your arm in a cast for a few months, you know, take the cast off, that arm is thinner than the other arm because the muscles haven't been used. And so even when the Botox wears off, the muscles are weaker. Now they could build up if you don't treat it again, you just did it once and likely it's going to build up and the crease will come back. But if you repeat it, you know, at three months, four months, and you do that uh, three, four times, then you've really weakened that muscle. You've kept it kind of relaxed, and and, uh, the likelihood of it coming back quickly is, you know, it's going to take longer for it to come back. But I think the other thing that happens, too, is if your brain's used to frowning and you're using that muscle because that's the way you grew up and that's a habit you developed, but then you block that muscle with Botox, your brain may be trying to make those muscles work, but nothing is happening. And ultimately, I think that negative feedback comes back to the brain that don't waste your time trying to move this muscle. It doesn't work anymore. And so it stops trying. Because I've seen that with my own face, how I don't need the amount or as often as I did when I first started doing it in my 30s, especially with frown lines, and as well as our patients, some of whom only come in twice a year now but look completely smooth. They don't have the creases they had 20 years ago when we started treating them. So I think there is a long-term benefit to that. So sometimes people get discouraged thinking, oh, it only lasts three months, it's not worth it. But that's not true. The effects can be much longer than Mm, that. Good. Well, I know we kind of went off on a sidebar on Botox when it comes to the eye. Uh, I want to talk a little more about other treatments for the eyes, but Botox is kind of one of those uh, most common things that you do well, yeah, immediately. One of the first things we do right. early for the frown lines right. and uh, crow's feet, sure. And you can get 15% off of that Botox. Ah. I'm going to tell you how after the break. Okay. All right? Yes. How about that? <laughs> we'll be right back with more of Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty, Medical Director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Southwest Florida. I'm Gina Birch. Save 15% this month on gift cards at Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spa. Dr. Flaherty is unlike many plastic surgeons, focusing solely on facial cosmetic surgery with more than 20 years in practice. And a board-certified ophthalmologist, he has helped reshape and rejuvenate the faces of thousands of Southwest Florida men and women. Save 15% on gift cards now. Buy his gifts and buy some for yourself, too. Use on the full line of Azul products and services. Offices in Fort Myers, Bonita Springs, and Naples. Call 415-7575. Welcome back to Look and Feel Your Best with Dr. Patrick Flaherty. I'm Gina Birch. 
Dr. Flaherty is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. You can find him at azulbeauty.com. And when we left you, we left you dangling with this 15% off holiday special that you have going on right now. Right. Yeah, the Azul gift cards, which are really popular at Christmas. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, We start offering those right at Thanksgiving, and that goes to the end of December, so uh, the end of the year. Um, and that's 15% off anything you want to do at any of our office with any of our providers. So Botox. Botox, fillers. Cool uh, sculpting. Hydrofacial, cool sculpting, right. Okay. Um, in, including sur- I, surgical procedures too, yeah. I was going to say BBL or BBL, IPL. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all the lasers, all the providers, as well as the products. Um, you oh, know, you can use good. them for products as well. And, you know, we have... Um, fantastic product line, the Azul Skin Health product line. So There's some good stuff in there. If you haven't looked at that, it's azulskinhealth.com. Yes, and we have a lot of patients who will pre-buy, you know, gift cards for the year, knowing that they're going to be here, you know, a couple of times Makes for sense. Botox fillers, mm-hmm. and it allows them to get the discount, even though they might not have the filler till July. So, Smart shopping. Yes. So you can find that information at azulbeauty.com, or you can call during regular business hours at 239-415-7576 and ask about the Azul Holiday Gift Card Special. This morning we're talking about the eyes, and you can definitely use those gift cards to uh, help your eyes look a little bit younger, turn back the hands of time. And as we discussed, the eyes are the first thing we notice mostly when we look at people. And they're they're the ones, and that's what tells our age quicker than almost anything, too. (laughs) Yes, and, you know, the eyes do age quicker than the rest of the face, as we we alluded to earlier. You know, it's very thin skin. We blink 20 times a minute. We smile, squint, rub our eyes. It stretches the skin. So you start to see, you know, crow's feet getting a little deeper, um, a little bit of loose skin on the upper eyelid, maybe some fatty pockets or dark circles under the eyes. And that's sort of the the first area to start to show signs of aging in the face in most patients. So one way to get rid of the wrinkles is through Botox, which is uh, we're starting with the injectables. Right. Uh, we mentioned that it helps with the, the forehead, the crow's feet, the, the lines between the eyes, the 11s. But some of those lines over time, if you haven't been doing Botox regularly uh, and started young, then you've got some creases in there that aren't going to go away, even though you get those wrinkles uh, taken care of. Right. So fillers are helpful in, in around the eyes as well. And the most noted areas are the frown lines between our brow. If it's if it's too deep to go away with just Botox alone, and you can do the Botox and wait a couple of weeks or even a month, and you can see how much it improves. And if it doesn't go away enough, then you can put a little filler in, which will efface that crease and help it go completely away. The other area is the lower lid, the uh, dark circles. So the other, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, the aging from volume loss. And we do lose fat from our face with age, and that causes us to become more hollow and gaunt as we age. And one of the first areas to show that is under your eyes. You start to get these dark circles. Um, Some people call it a tear trough deformity. Um, But dark under eye circles are just an area where you've lost some of the fatty support at the deeper levels of the face and uh, the remaining tissue is uh, sagging a little bit and it, it exposes some of these hollows under your eyes and that's an area we can use fillers to correct and you know some patients get dark circles under their eyes from hollows or depressions 
even in their teens. So mm. it can be almost something you inherit from your parents. Right. So it doesn't indicate poor health or lack of hydration all the time. I mean, even even though all of those things contribute to our skin skin health. Right. But. Right. Yeah, I'm making think of a girl. I just a, a patient who was about 18 came in with her mother, and, and you know they she hated these dark circles, couldn't hide them with makeup had had him, you know, since she was an early teenager, and we just did a fill. We have a really nice technique called cannula technique. It's a very blunt-tipped, delicate instrument that allows us to feather in a little filler with very atraumatically, so very little risk of bruising with that and correct that. And I remember she was almost in tears because these, you know, dark circles just went away. And as we talked about earlier, you know, if you have dark circles under your eyes, you look tired, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're 18 and just starting your life and yeah. full of energy, you know, you don't want to have, you know, have people think you're tired all the time right. just because you happen to have some dark circles under your eyes. So I do see a lot of younger patients with that because it can be a a little change that occurs early in life that you can't fix with makeup and does make people look tired you right. know so um and it, it's a really gratifying treatment because it's quick and easy in the clinic it's not that expensive you usually only need one cc of filler to fill the lower lid and that can last several years mm. you know it'll last at least a year in, in almost everybody and in some patients it'll last five or ten years with a single treatment so it can be a very cost effective treatment i know when we talked about eyes we like to go top to bottom but since we're on the bottom let's stay there a little bit longer so besides the hollowness uh, the other thing that happens with the under under uh the lower lids um is the fatty pockets sometimes you get those deposits in there so what is that and how do we deal with that yeah so what's really happening there again if you uh, when we're young we have these multiple you know robust fat pads through the cheek region that really fill out the cheek and you think about a youthful cheek it's somebody young with a very full cheek and those fat pads ride up over what's called the orbital fat there's fat that's in and around our eye that cushions the the eye in the socket and allows the eye to move freely um, you know with all the extracular muscles uh, with our eye eye movement that whole uh, delicate apparatus is is supported by fat that's throughout the entire space there if you think like a skull the holes where the eyes are that's called the orbit mm-hmm. and in there are all the muscles and uh, you know optic nerve and uh, some of the other you know uh, v- um, main vessels that supply blood to the eye um, and you know the support for all that delicate anatomy um, that fat doesn't stay where it's put. It tends to migrate a little bit with time. Um, yeah, so. I, I notice fat migrates a lot in the body of the time. <laughs> it's not yes. just the eyes, Dr. Flaherty. <laughs> right. So, so the superficial fat pads of the cheek, we lose, start to lose that fat. They shrink. That causes deflation. The cheeks get flatter. We start to see the dark circle under the eye. And we then start to see this fat pad from behind the eye start to become visible, where before it's kind of covered and, um, you know, blends in perfectly with the cheek. As the cheek fat um, disappears, um, the, the orbital fat can become more visible. And it can actually start to bulge forward a little bit, too, because the orbital septum, which is a little fascial plane that keeps you know, separates the orbit from the anterior uh, surface uh, structures of the lower lid uh, and cheek. 
starts to thin and those fat pads can bulge. So uh, what we tend to get with aging is a little bulge over the uh, lower eyelid, which is the orbital fat pushing forward. And then beneath that is the hollow, which is the dark circle from the recession or um, resorption or loss of fat from those delicate fat pads in the cheek and the anterior cheek region. And so you get these contour regularities, a fat pad that sticks forward, which often people call bags under the eyes, and then dark circles. Um, and so you really got a hill and a valley. And, and so the challenge is how do we even out those contours? So we can't get rid of that fat with fillers. <laughs> That's what we do with, with the hollow. So this is where we enter the surgical procedures. Yeah, at this point in time, um, there are some instruments uh, we're using now to kind of shrink some of that fat in a sort of less invasive way. But the most accurate and predictable and time-honored approach for excessive fat, where you have just too much of that orbital fat protruding, giving you these bags, is to take some of that fat out. And the nice thing about that approach, um, you can do it from inside the eyelid. You can go on the inside of the eyelid, and that um, there's... um, Uh, you go through the conjunctiva and then you're right into the fat pads there. So it's the most direct route. It avoids a skin incision. You don't need stitches because that inside of the eyelid heals very quickly on its own. So that's what's called transconjunctival lower lid blepharoplasty. And that's a a great technique because you can remove or sculpt out or remove the extra fat and flatten that out with no visible sign of surgery externally. And it's minimal discomfort and minimal downtime with that. Sounds great. Sounds easy enough to do to get rid of that fat pad. But so what happens in, again, with the lower lids and, and talking about surgical procedures, so we get rid of that fat, but that's not my only problem. I've got rolls of saggy skin. Yeah, so we... How do we do, get rid of that? Okay, so there's really three problems, potentially, that you right. could have. You have extra fat causing the bag. So we want to reduce some of that. We'll take out some of the fat from inside the lower lid. You may have a hollow underneath that, that dark circle we talked about, and you can fill that in usually with filler, but sometimes we'll use free fat grafting, which is a separate procedure where we use your own natural fat from the abdomen and spin it down and delicately place that in areas we need it. And then the third part is the skin, as you mentioned. So the skin can be either too much skin because it starts to stretch and you get extra skin or wrinkled skin or a combination of those two. Um, If you have too much skin, we do a technique called pinch technique where we just trim out a little bit of the extra skin right under the lower lid lashes. And that's hidden right in you know, kind of in the shadow of the lashes. So you don't, there's a little stitch there for about six days and that comes out, but it heals very nicely. You don't see that incision line and that can just tighten up that little envelope of skin and take away some of those extra folds or redundancy. Mm -hmm. In the eyelids, you know, the eyelids are a very important functional anatomic structure. So when we do things um, to make them look better, we can't compromise the function. And so when you look up high, your lower lid needs to kind of go up with the eye rotating up. And uh, and so you don't want to take out excessive amounts of skin. And that's historically been one of the problems that people have had with lower eyelid surgery, just being too aggressive, trying to over tighten it to make it look completely tight and flat. Mm. But then you have a a lid that doesn't move well, and it needs to move well. So you have to have a little bit of redundancy. So safety is, again, really important there. But tightening that up can help. And the other thing that can help is if there's wrinkles, there's uh, two kind of ways to tighten it with 
wrinkle reduction. One is called um, uh, chemical peel. We use a medium depth chemical peel, usually a TCA peel of 30 or 35%. And that you apply the chemical to the lid. Um, it turns reddish brown over about three to five days, peels, and it takes most of the wrinkles with it. So you have this very nice, tight, smooth envelope there. Or laser peel, where we can use the laser to tighten up the skin, which is a slightly more aggressive treatment. You're using heat energy to to shrink the collagen and tighten it. And we usually do that if we're doing full face laser. We'll do obviously the eyelids as well. Mm -hmm. Both of those work really well. Laser is more aggressive than the chemical peel for more you know uh, advanced wrinkles. Chemical peels heals a little bit quicker. To get a consultation on your eyes to see what exactly you need and to see better, to look younger, uh, call 239-415-7576. Azulbeauty.com is the website. Dr. Flaherty has offices in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs, and you could go to any one of those to get your holiday gift cards. 15% uh, off. Yes, from now until the end of the year, where our holiday gift cards are now available, and uh, you can use them for anything you do at any time throughout the year. So it's a, it's a great value if you know you're going to come in for some Botox or fillers or uh, any of the spots. That blepharoplasty. Blepharoplasty, <laughs> yeah. People do pay for surgical procedures with that mm -hmm. too, which is great. It can be a pretty big discount. So that works out really well. Or, you know, gift for spouse or loved mm -hmm. one. Um, yeah, because you can use it for anything from skincare to products to Botox, hydrofacials, BBLs, laser hair removal, you know, anything we offer here, they're good for that. It's a great gift for somebody who has everything, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't need any more, well, I could always use more shoes. I'm, I'm just going to stop talking right now. No, but I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a great, it's one of those. And if you don't know what to get somebody, go on the website, azulebeauty.com. Check it out. Find out about the specials. Call for a consultation. Again, that number is 239-415-7576. Dr. Patrick Flaherty, again, is the medical director of the Azul Cosmetic Surgery and Medical Spas in Fort Myers, Naples, and Bonita Springs. I'm Gina Birch, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, Gina. Absolutely. Right. With more of Look and Feel Your Best.